0: Hey guys, and welcome to Get Life Podcast. It's me, Bish. Today, I'm with Mitch. That rhymes. So, Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't. Expect Hello. That. <laughs> so, um, for those who don't know, Mitch is. You're a games journalist, right? I would consider you as one.
1: So, um, yeah, I'm currently doing uh, freelance journalism at the moment. But other than that, um, I recently left Sega Europe, where I did PR and community management primarily for Atlas stuff, but also the Japanese IP. So, if you've played the likes of. Persona 5 Royal, Catherine Full Body, Yakuza, Judgment, you might have seen my name in there and yes I left just before the uh, (laughs) Covid um, all broke out so bad timing But yeah, I'm I'm hoping to get back into doing something along the lines of community management and games again, uh, social media management. So look forward to that, but there's nothing to say quite yet, but I'm still writing for the likes of Official PlayStation Magazine, uh, Neo Magazine, and I write on my own blog on uh, Medium at the moment.
0: So before we get into the topic of discussion, I'm just going to go through our sponsors. Big thanks to our sponsors today, Crunchyroll. Japan Crate, J List, and a new sponsor called X Cut Studio. Uh, links will be in the description, and also you'll hear the ad breaks throughout the episode. So the first thing I want to discuss: games yes. that we've been playing, because you've mentioned that you're in the credits for Persona Five Royal, and that's I the am. only game that I've played <laughs> in the during quarantine. So I don't know how. What games have you been playing recently?
1: Funnily enough, I've not actually been playing a lot of Japanese games recently. <laughs> um, I've been playing a lot of uh, Days Gone. It was on the um. Sony Days of Play sale quite recently it was like £16 for a physical copy so i gave that a go, I'm really enjoying it Other than that, what am I playing? A lot of an- a lot of Animal Crossing, of course Everyone's in there I've just started um, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition and I've never played the original, only like a couple hours so I'm looking forward to seeing what the fuss is because people love that series
0: Yeah, I've noticed that a lot, like even, even the other hosts, Joe, he, he's a big fan of Xenoblade and I'm like, I've never played this game so I'm a bit reluctant to get get into it. (laughs) What if I play it and I don't like it? It was the same with Animal Crossing for me because even New Horizons, that was the first Animal Crossing for me. So I was thinking, am I going to get into this? I know how toxic the community can be. What if I play it and I don't like it? And ironically, (laughs) I did enjoy it at the beginning. And then I just felt that there's not enough to do. Once you've paid off all your debts, there isn't much to do. And I haven't touched the game literally maybe and since... April
1: okay so I I still play it daily but I haven't quite caught that bug where I've like been compelled to design my island Mm. so I've done my house quite a bit but that's it so my house looks really good inside and outside the rest of the island it looks it's, it's it's basically what it was when they first joined, yeah.
0: (laughs) For me, the way that I've designed, because I come from a background of design, I studied architecture. So it was like, for me, I I was going into this thinking, oh, okay, this is going to be like a city builder type situation something like City Skylines or SimCity where I can have more control over what I can do or, or maybe games like Minecraft but I felt disappointed with the stuff that I can do. I've seen some amazing people like been doing making Danny DeVito faces on their island. I don't know how that's yeah. possible. It's like when I see stuff <laughs> like that, I'm like, I just designed my island in a way where there is, it's kind of designed like London you know how London is like a grid? Yeah. So it's designed like that. All the houses are in one area, all the shops are in one area but it's all close together and then the rest is just bam just because i like that aesthetic (laughs) and i like the materials i just wish that there was ability to add more villages on your island Uh, because i feel like Ten or how many it is is not enough.
1: It's ten, I think. Yeah, I think. It's, is it? It's eleven, including you, right? I so, think so. Yeah. It's yeah another yeah. ten. Yeah, I actually ended up with nine for so long. I forgot to buy the last plot for two months. Oh wow! And never realised.
0: <laughs> wow, well, I didn't know that. I
1: thought it was ten including me. So
0: if there's other people on your island, like other players, like you know, people that share the switch and whatnot, you can. I think you can add like maybe another four or five people. But at the same time, because it's a shared island, it's not, it's, not I, it's not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same. It's just, it feels a bit wrong to me personally. But other than that, like Animal Crossing, yeah, I've been playing that a bit. There's some visual novels, because obviously we're talking about anime games. There's some great visual novels that I've been playing recently. But at the same time, all my focus is on Persona 5 Royal. And I don't know how much I can say about it, because obviously Sega and Atlas, there are some restrictions on what you can say. I don't want to spoil the game for anyone. If we do discuss spoilers, I will put tags and maybe a, a little alarm or a warning so people know that there is a spoiler incoming but have you finished the game persona 5
1: i finished persona 5 i haven't finished royal but um i I still need to get to it but where i worked with it so closely i know a lot of the new major beats so i didn't quite have that same rush to play through it all myself just yet
0: there's a lot of interesting stuff in there like new additions to mementos and stuff like that like that that was exciting for me because mementos is so dark and dingy and then you just enter this new area and it's just like wow this is amazing it's the same thing it's just a palette swap but it was like oh my god this is beautiful it's amazing but there's certain things that i was kind of disappointed with like i don't know there was there's new puzzles great awesome within dungeons but at the same time it's just like the personas that you get the new personas seem a bit meh you know like a bit lazy.
1: <laughs> I can't necessarily remember what the new personas are, so have to forgive me.
0: <laughs> when you play the game, you'll see them. Like they, they, stick out like a sore thumb. Some of them are cool, and some of them are like return from um, you know, the original games, and some from Shin Megami Tensei. So it's nice to see. But at the same time, it's like I don't know. There's, there's a lot of good things about it, but I don't know why I'm focusing on the negatives. Like even like stuff within Persona Fusion, it's a lot easier. There's a lot of uh, you know quality of life changes in the game. Yeah, The one thing I was just annoyed about is just having to start the game from the beginning. Because I spent like 400 hours in Persona 5.
1: 400? 400. 400, yeah, <laughs> 400 hours in in the original Persona Blimey. 5. Uh, that, that's yeah. because I got Ooh. the
0: game like a month early because uh, Deep Silver sent it out to us. But it was still, it was like yeah. having to play that game and just enjoying it. I think I've played through it like maybe three, four times for New Game Plus and just filling out the compendium doing more stuff what I can do reverse fusions and stuff like that it it was just enjoyable but now going back into it I kind of want to do the same because the the new story elements within the game and the new uh, social links and stuff I haven't gone through all of the social links yet or or the confidants because I'm like oh okay I've I've played through them I don't need that again but then if I don't go through all of them I'm not going to get all the personas and I can't complete the compendium and for me I'm a completionist so I have to I have to complete that compendium I don't know what's gonna happen if I do. That climber sinker. That's it, man. <laughs> like, that, that's how it is for me. Other than that, because I've been blabbing on about Persona. Are there any other games other than Animal Crossing that you've been sinking your teeth into?
1: I can't. I can't just say I'll play Call of Duty Warzone all day. Oh, okay. I don't want to say that. I do play it a lot.
0: <laughs> Warzone's great, actually. I mean, it's really good. We're a Japanese gaming podcast, but at the same time, I don't want to shit on Call of Duty and say, oh, it's Call of Duty, but it, it's a great game. And like, uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I really did enjoy Modern Warfare. Like for me, it kind of same. reminded me of a, uh, a simpler time within call of duty and the fact that the dlc is free the maps are free it's i mean activision do make a lot more money this way with you know those gun packs and stuff and they're all like visual changes but at the same time it just doesn't feel like they're pushing it on me like i'm gonna buy those weapon packs because i want anime girls on my guns that's the only reason
1: (laughs) i love the anime girl truck man
0: The thing is because i don't play a lot of warzone and even if i do play warzone i don't go into vehicles so ah. the trucks aren't really you know it, it, the truck in itself it's it's a reskin of i think i think the p90 or something so it's like it's the same skin it's like it's not it's not anything new the one thing that i liked though was on the m was it the m4 the m4 yeah on on the m4 um you got the m16 handle and then when you aim down sight there's a little anime girl on the hand on the iron side <laughs> I quite like that. The fact that that's out Aww. of focus. I'm like, why is that out of focus? I understand why. Because if you're looking down sights, it's not really within your vision. It makes sense. But if they just sharpen that image, that's the only gun that I use now. I only use <laughs> anime guns. So it's like either the P90 or the um, the M4. WD. Two of the
1: best guns in the game anyway, to be fair. Yeah. Well,
0: other than the MP5. Oh, I would I mean, say
1: mp5 is the beast (laughs) i don't
0: know there's just something about that game that just makes me feel very nostalgic the fact that they're bringing back the old map things like that the only thing that i'm really disappointed about modern warfare is that they don't have my favorite game mode
1: which is oh does it one in the chamber no that's what i'm waiting for one in the chamber
0: would be good i would like to see more party games added in like i get they added in uh infection and gun game one in the chamber would be nice but it's demolition
1: oh Demolition. Is that is that the one with the... Uh, it's the one with the two bombs, right? But it's not like Search and Destroy. I think they did add it in very recently, actually. Like, very recently.
0: I need to check that because I haven't played it in a while. But the what I love about Demolition is the fact that it's basically Search and Destroy, but with... Uh, how do you say it's search and destroy, but with infinite respawns. And I know there's other modes in there that kind of replace demolition, like cyber attack, but I just don't like the idea of a smaller team and it's going into to revive your teammates. It doesn't seem fun. Like,
1: that's fair enough.
0: You like the fast-paced action. Yeah, I want fast-paced action. I want to go around and flank the enemy from behind, plant a bomb, and then just go out there. It, it seems very strategic for me, and because I'm, I kind of play Call of Duty like a noob. Like I'm, I don't want to say like a noob. I don't go after <laughs> kills. I, I go after the points, going after for the team, right? So it's always yeah. about capturing those flags, uh, collecting dog tags, that kind of stuff. For me, personally, I, I just feel like I'm a more of a team player within Call of Duty as opposed to, oh, TDM and all of that. That kind of annoys me. What I like about Warzone in particular is that technically it's a massive team death match, if you want to think about it like that. Yeah. But there's a lot of strategy. I thought I was going to hate it because I'm not not a fan of Battle Royale games. I I didn't like Apex. I didn't like Fortnite. I wasn't really a fan of those games. But this game, Warzone, it just feels like Call of Duty. All the guns are there. Everything.
1: I I was never too big on Apex. I used to play Fortnite quite a lot, like very early days. But it's definitely Warzone. That's made me that Battle Royale fan. Hmm. I'm not entirely sure why. (laughs) It might just be that I, I know Call of Duty I'm familiar with. All the stuff that Call of Duty is, as opposed to the other two. Yeah. I was never good at building in Fortnite. Call of Duty is nice. The Warzone is really good, Dave. And like you said about Modern Warfare in general, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel predatory. All the stuff that you're buying are just cosmetic and mm. voice lines and finishing moves and all that sort of stuff, which you don't need. But if you want to spend the extra money on it, then you do you. I, I buy the Battle Pass every uh, every season. Yeah. I mean, that's so do I, I spent money on, but. It's a, it's really good value, IMO.
0: To be honest with you, and it's making Activision a lot more money in general than you know those stupid crates that would, you know, you know I'm talking about like, (laughs) loot boxes, uh, loot boxes and stuff. (laughs) They they annoy me because it's like you're not guaranteeing what you want to get. Like at least with the new system now, where you just buy the guns and stuff, you go in and you just buy the gun. You know what you're getting beforehand. They show you everything. There isn't any legendaries or any epics or anything like that. No, it's simple. You go in, you buy what you want, and then. And you show it off in game, and I think that's really cool. And the fact that now you can like Frankenstein Gunsmith as well—that's very interesting. The fact that you can put in different, you know, different attachments from different weapon.
1: Is I it... really like the uh, customization and that. Yeah, it's it's, so good.
0: It's great. It kind of reminds me of um, Ghost Recon. There was there was one Ghost Recon game. I can't even remember which Ghost Recon game it was, but they they had this thing called Gunsmith, and it basically it, they exploded the gun, and you could just change everything. You could just change the barrel, can change the triggers, and that customization within call of duty it's reminiscent of that and it reminds me of that and i love it but yeah man i think we're talking a bit too much about cod don't you think
1: (laughs) not 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 anime enough not anime enough the
0: (laughs) The thing is i want to see more anime skin i want to see more like i want to see an anime collab
1: i'm expecting like girls and Panzer or something like that is is what i'd expect Get me a tank skin, sword.
0: That would be great. I I would like to see that. But obviously, Activision could do that. Just would they do that? Because of licensing. Like a lot of, even the guns are not properly licensed. Like they, they will make up a name for it. So it's like, would Activision do that? I would like to see that. I would like to even see a Love Live collaboration. I don't know why, but that would be cool. Imagine Nico on a gun.
1: I would be into it, yeah. I know what you mean. I don't know if they'd do it. I wonder what the, uh... Oh, I keep having this conversation with my friends that like is... Do they make the anime skins because that market is playing Call of Duty? Because this is what I'm assuming, people must be buying their skins, because they've done like three or four anime packs now. So people must be buying them, The, the, the markets must cross over at some point
0: it's it's just to be a bunch of weebs playing call of duty now at least <laughs> i don't even think it's where it's like people in japan playing that much there are japanese players but i don't think they're buying the anime skins i think it's just weebs in the west that are just buying these skins just for the memes like i've i've seen a lot of people just buy the skins because it's funny like if you look on youtube there's a lot of pack openings and stuff where they're like oh my god this is an anime skin i'm just gonna buy it but at the same time i'm buying it unironically i'm buying it because i fucking love anime i like the, the pink <laughs> (laughs) you know kawaii guns they're cool it's great and the fact that you uh, some of the guns have pink tracers that's fucking badass to me personally
1: a lot of tracers they can get a bit distracting sometimes i find but true they do look cool
0: yeah i mean that's it's about having fun with it other than that because that's a good segue into anime games and, and all of that before we go into that let's go and have a little bit of an ad break Let's talk about Japan Crate because they are sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Remember, if you're interested, go to www.getalifepodcast.com forward slash Japan Crate. That should redirect you to the Japan Crate website. It does help us out as well, so make sure you go and check them out. Let me talk about it. Let me tell you what it's all about. Japan Crate is this wonderful box that you get every month filled with Japanese sweets and goodies, crisps, chocolates candy, drinks, everything and stuff that you might not even expect like a couple of times we've been getting bags of kit kats, japanese kit kats that have exclusive Flavors. So we've had sweet potato, we've had ojicha, we've had a lot of crazy flavors that you only get in Japan. That's stuff that you're not going to get outside of Japan. And I know what you're saying. Well, I could just buy Kit Kats from my local Japanese supermarket. You're wrong, okay? Because they don't have the flavors that Japan Crate has. Because Japan Crate has the regional flavors that you're not going to find outside of Japan. They're going here and there and everywhere to get those for you. Also, if you're buying from your local supermarket, it's going to be expensive. And I've often found that you're paying 15 to 20 pounds for a bag of Kit Kats imported directly from Japan. You could be paying 30 pounds a month and getting a lot more. Most of the times when they do include Kit Kats in the Japan crate, I feel that you're getting a lot more value. They don't need to put that in there. They're putting that in there. They're putting in exclusive drinks. We've had stuff like Japanese Pepsi, crazy J Cola from Japan. We've had Hokkaido melon soda, which is made from these special red melons in Japan that are really expensive. They're like thousands of dollars to buy these melons. Pan Crate is including drinks with those melons in the crate. So it's really good value and you get to experience some new things. I personally love it, as you guys can tell, we're going to include it more in other episodes of the podcast, in particularly Umai, so go check Umai out as well because we'll be doing taste tests there and things like that. Go to getlifepodcast.com forward slash japancrate, use the code GALP for $3 off your first Japan Crate. Believe me, you guys are going to love it, you're going to be subscribed to it for the rest of your lives because it's top notch. We often give them as gifts to our friends that we record with. So we gave some to Koei, we gave some to Marvelous. You know why? Because we love them. And we thought, what better way to give someone a gift than the Japan Cray? You can give it as a gift for a birthday. Someone's going to enjoy that. I've not met someone who hasn't liked the snacks in Japan Cray. And they're weird and they're quirky and they're really nice. You get like exclusive Cheetos and stuff. It's insane. The amount of value that you're getting, $35, is nothing. For the amount of candy that you're getting directly imported from Japan. GetLifePodcast.com forward slash Japan Crate. Do the right thing, guys. Buy it. And actually show me on Twitter you opening your Japan crate. I would love to see that. And hopefully we'll get giveaways coming up soon. We're in the process of redoing that. So go and check them out. You support the podcast when you do. Love you guys. Hello, hello, hello this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll.com forward slash kunai we do love Crunchyroll here in fact we use it a lot for the podcast as you guys know and we encourage you guys to go and check out anime especially watching legal sources of anime you support the industry when you watch on Crunchyroll and you get the largest lineup of anime ever there's like more than two thousand anime on Crunchyroll that you can watch right now if you go and sign up to our link which gives you 14 days of Crunchyroll premium service and what that premium service offers you is anime without ads 1080p HD and you can watch it on everything almost your ps4 your Xbox one you can watch it on the Wii U if you still own one (laughs) you can watch on PC Mac iOS Android, even on Chromecast and Apple TV, Roku, everything. Personally, I love casting from Chrome onto my TV to watch Crunchyroll. It's amazing. Crunchyroll offers the most diverse collection of anime straight from Japan, each season bringing you the best new anime from Japan to give you that largest lineup of anime ever. Remember, if you are a big fan of simulcasts, you're getting anime one hour after. Release in Japan, which is insane. That means if you're watching My Hero Academia, whatever season that we're on now, as soon as it hits Japan, you're getting it one hour later. So you don't really need to waste your time with spoilers on Twitter. You can watch it straight away if you wanted to. That's what I love about Crunchyroll. And I'm sure you guys will love it too. Go to www.crunchyroll.com forward slash kunai for a 14 day free trial of Crunchyroll Premium. I know you guys are not going to regret it because I haven't. Thank you, Crunchyroll, for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. We are back with Mitch and anime games. If you go way, way back into like the NES days and the SNES days, they, yeah, of course, there have been games that were based off of anime, you know, Sailor Moon games and like uh, Gundam games, etc. But I mean, particularly, there has been a resurgence more recently. Uh, At least in the West, a lot of people are playing these anime games. What do you think about them as a trend? Do you think it's going to die down? Do you think it's going to continue?
1: I think, like you say, it's definitely grown. I think it will continue to grow. Um, I think some... I think Fairy Tail getting a PS4 game this, like, late in the series. Right, that manga finished years ago. (laughs) I I think the anime is finished now? Not too long ago, but I know they had that last season. I think something like Fairy Tail getting a game like that and it being Gust, who is... You know, a really good developer, I think that says a lot that there's obviously that market. I think you got the Muso games, sorry if I've mispronounced that, obviously Pirate Warriors is still going strong. Yeah, no, I, I think it will keep growing, especially games based on anime, yeah, but also anime inspired games, I think you're going to keep seeing more of, cause like we mentioned about Persona earlier, that's, you know, that, that grabbed the mainstream, that sold a lot of copies and you never imagine
0: that back in the day. Yeah, true, and it, it's it's kind of weird for me now looking at it because I get it that a lot of the games that are based on anime tend to be made by Koei. Because you mentioned, you mentioned Gust, that is owned by Koei. <laughs> you mentioned yep. Pirate Warriors, that game is made by Omega Force, which is Koei. So it, it seems that Koei is just busting it out like with, with anime games. They're, they're like the leaders in anime games. Which I find a bit odd, because even if you look at other licenses that they've acquired in the past, you know, you you had Berserk, Attack on Titan, Titan, Arslan, you had a lot of different things. Uh, even even if you want to go back to Fist of the North Star, I mean now it's a Sega property, but before, you know Koei were making muso esque games, and so it's like, Koei are making big strides, I mean they were doing that before yeah. like there's a lot of titles that I've noticed that Koei are, are kind of not really doing anymore, and that's probably because they've signed a deal with Kodansha comic, oh, yeah. the people that published Attack on Titan, the manga yeah. the, for Attack on Titan, for Fairy Tale for Arslan, I think also Berserk, I'm not sure about that but they've got a lot of different manga to kind of work off and make game adaptations of those series it's kind of weird because I, I had a little bit of a discussion thinking about what games that we would want to see from koei koei has like a big library to work from to be honest with you no
1: they do
0: like that time i got reincarnated as a slime that would be a badass either rpg or musou game uh, koei please steal my ideas
1: it's <laughs> very popular at the moment as well
0: yeah there's very popular and they can do it man i, I believe in koei they can probably do, I reckon that. They could do it. there's so many other ones like i'm looking through their releases for the comics and i'm just trying to find what anime would work because they already got attack on titan most likely we're gonna see another attack on titan game towards the release of the final season just because it makes sense
1: because they did them season three was a dlc right final battle
0: it was an expansion slash full release because they did release a full version of the game uh, you can buy it as a disc kobe tends to do that a lot like you've seen it with dynasty warriors games they have their expansion pack and then they'll be have like a complete edition so i would say that that you know this attack on titan it was final battle 2 that was the name of it which basically covered season 3 so the full game covered season 2 and 3 and not even season 2 and 3 it started from season 1 2 and 3 so it covered pretty much the full story of attack on titan and to be honest with you i haven't even seen season 3 or season 2 of attack on titan i only experienced the story through the game as bad as that sounds
1: the game does quite a good job of it like it's obviously not the same but it, it does it's meaty it doesn't feel like you just speed through
0: it it's true like there's a lot of things that i like about the attack on titan game The fact that there is a lot of of customization, the fact that you can actually create your own character. What I love the most about it is that it's very reminiscent of um, Spider-Man
1: hard of swinging. Uh, yeah, the swinging,
0: <laughs> the fact that you can actually use that 3D manoeuvre gear in a game. Yeah, it's
1: so fun. It
0: is, because I've, I've played other Attack on Titan games, like, before Um, Koei had the rights to Attack on Titan. The 3DS game, innit? I know y- I know you, you, you know what I'm going. talking about, the, the Bandai <laughs> game.
1: 3DS was always going to be difficult, I think, for that level of, like, intuitive, yeah, intuitiveness. It's weird, though, <laughs>
0: because they, they could have had the opportunity to make a PS3 game, a PS4 game, but it was like, no, 3DS, we're going to do this. And it, it was such a weird niche. Like, I've noticed that there's some developers that they'll make a game and for a popular series, but it's just on the weirdest console. Like, there is a a very popular series animated by Studio Sunrise called uh, Tiger and Bunny. I'm not sure if you know it.
1: It's in my top five anime. I love it. Bring on that season two, baby.
0: I'm excited for season two. But other than that, (laughs) Bandai Namco made a PSP game and it was was like an action RPG similar to like Persona 5 Scramble in that sense. But it it just, I played the game. It, It didn't release outside of Japan. Fair enough. I get that but it just felt so bad. You know, like, if this was a PS3 game, it could have held up and it had a lot of potential, but there's a lot of anime spin-off games that just don't work. And then we see stuff like stuff that Koei's doing and it's just they're knocking it out of the park. No wonder that there's a lot of companies wanting their IP and stuff being turned into Musou games. Like, you know, stuff like Gundam, stuff like One Piece Pirate Warriors,
1: obviously Zelda as well, even Nintendo going on that. The Musou, Musou is just its own big thing, isn't it? It's like its own big fan base, its own genre. And to be fair, I love them. I know people say they're a bit brain dead and i like to an extent they are right it's, it's a button masher but it's just nice being able to play with all of these characters that you love in this world that you love that isn't being explored in other games necessarily so I like that
0: you mentioned that obviously there's a lot of people that they're coming into these games like the Zelda games Zelda Musou and uh, you know Fire Emblem Musou and stuff like that you're sharing a fan base because those people are going to go and say oh okay Team Ninja, Koei Tecmo let me check out their library of games because I did, yeah. I did enjoy that and then people like me i didn't know about fire emblem until playing fire emblem warriors and i was like oh my god i'm gonna buy three houses
1: <laughs> and guess what koei co-developed three houses i was like what the they hell? did didn't they yeah man i always forget that they co-develop a lot of things it's, it's like a, a hidden surprise <laughs>
0: <laughs> i feel that they've kind of solidified themselves as a key player in this sort of anime game market 100 you know at, at first i thought okay maybe the attack on titan thing is just a, a you know a fluke maybe like something that they're not really going to continue, but they've made a lot. Part of me thinks that maybe Koei is on the production committee for a lot of these anime. Maybe they're helping making certain choices in terms of the anime adaptation. That might be the case because there is a a lot of companies that have done that in the past. I know with Tiger and Bunny, uh, Bandai were actually involved. They were making the figurines to accompany the the anime and same with Square Enix because they published the manga. So it's like stuff like that. I have a feeling that Koei is involved in that and to be honest with you, if I was to say other stuff that Koei might do in the future, maybe Seven Deadly Sins that might make sense or what about
1: Bandai did seven deadly sins did don't they did they yeah and yeah they did one seven on ps4 and black clover I think it was uh, Bandai as well
0: okay so then we're not gonna see that thanks thanks for ruining it I'm
1: sorry <laughs> it's all right no you know what
0: we have other stuff <laughs> trying to look at it they have they can do Vinland Saga I
1: want them to do Sailor Moon yes I really want a, a good Sailor Moon game you know
0: what if Gust did a Sailor Moon game I would buy it.
1: Oh, That'd be perfect because yeah. they did Blue Reflection as well and I was like Sailor Moon like so, so inspired obviously I'll
0: tell you something about Blue Reflection I got, I got the review code for Blue Reflection around the same time as Persona 5 the original Persona I actually stopped playing Persona 5 to play Blue Reflection Ooh. because to me <laughs> that game changed my life there's something I about it. it it's not doing so well in terms of gameplay the gameplay is pretty repetitive but the UI the way that the characters look the way that they react to each other the, even the way that the hair blows in the air like in the wind, it's just, it's like Oh, gust. I, I know that they're not <laughs> gonna continue that. And to be honest, yes, it is a full fledged game, but it kind of looked like a tech demo to me. It doesn't play like a full game. It just plays like a tech demo, but I, I'm just amazed by how awesome it looks. To be honest, it's one of my favorite RPGs above Persona.
1: More people need to play that.
0: Well, you can buy it on the PlayStation store. It's not that expensive. I think it's like 15,
1: 15, 20, something like that. Yeah.
0: It's a great game and I think more people should play it. And to be honest with you, I want to see more RPGs from, I don't like the Atelier series. I'm not a fan of. I know a lot of people are going to hate me for saying that. I just find it too complicated. It'll, it'll get some flack? Look, <laughs> I don't like playing them because they're too complicated. The battle system <laughs> is just, just crazy.
1: W- zeros out of tens across the board.
0: Well, for me, the one game that was very impressive in terms of the Atelier series is Riser because it, it just felt very bright and sunny and Nathan made a good point. He was like, the game is designed like that. The other Atelier series tend to be a lot darker in terms of the colours that they use and the fact that the crafting system, that was a Another reason I hated Atelier series because, like, I I don't understand how to craft in that game. It's just like I need to get all of these items. Like, I don't like games like that. I genuinely hate games like that. But Riser fixed a lot of that, and it was actually a very enjoyable game, and I I liked it. So Nathan, if you're listening, I liked Atelier Riser. Okay, leave me alone.
1: I also understand that you know the mechanics are quite complex. The alchemy and stuff is the calendar system. Hmm. It's a, it's, a, it's a lot. <laughs>
0: so I think this is a great place to go for an ad. We'll see you on the other side. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by J-List. Yes, that J-List. Go and visit them for all your needs. If you need import games from Japan that you can only get in Japan, J-List has it. Nandroids, J-List got them. Anime merchandise, J-List has it. J-List has everything, including manga, gaming, anime merch, Japanese cosplay, homeware goods from Japan. I've even seen a kotatsu there as well, so... J-List literally has anything you want from Japan, it's on J-List. Uh, you just need to type it in. They've even got adult goods. And if you're kind of afraid of buying that kind of stuff, they've got you covered literally and figuratively with their anonymous shipping service. So no one needs to know what's inside the boxes. They get put into like plain cardboard boxes. If you do want to support the show and everything that we do here on the podcast, make sure you go to wwwgetalivepodcastcom forward slash J-List. And use the code GALP at checkout for 5% off your entire order, and you can keep on using that code again and again and again for all of your shopping on JList. And that code also includes pre-orders, so you know, just use it. Use it if you want that new Nico figurine, or if you wanted that a nice pair of cat tights. I don't know what you buy, and I'm not judging. I personally use JList. I've used them before, and we've. So if you want to learn more about j go to that episode of the podcast, check it out, see what it is. It's a pretty wholesome company. I really do love them. And I'm glad that they're sponsoring and we wanted to go for sponsors that are very appropriate to the gaming and anime and Japanese culture in general. And we thought no one's better than JList at that. Yeah, we're not going to come up with some random sponsors that make no difference to you guys and stuff that you don't want to buy. Remember, go to getalifepodcast.com forward slash JList. Use the code GALP at checkout for 5% off on everything in your basket, including. Pre-orders. Thank you, jlist for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by X Cut Studio. And you're like, "Whoa, bitch! This is a new sponsor. That's a bit odd. What are you talking about, X Cut? I never heard of them before." So, X Cut Studio is a small, cross-disciplinary studio based in London. So they are a local studio to us, at least. They have over six years of design and rapid prototyping experience, including understanding of various methods of 3D printing, laser cutting, finishing. And traditional carpentry making so you can go and check them out on their website xcutstudio.com alternatively you can go to getalifepodcast.com forward slash xcut it will take you directly to their website i just want to give you a little bit of a briefing of why we've decided to go with xcut as a sponsor of the podcast so personally i love laser cut stuff our business cards were laser cut We used to do these little trinkets back in the day. We used to give them away at cons like keychains and stuff like that. And we still want to do that. So we decided to partner up with Xcut Studio. We love them. I'm sure they love us. If they don't, they'll tell us. But if you're really interested in making things, if you're really interested in 3D printing, laser cutting, they have a wonderful team. You can always go and contact them, send them your files. They'll give you a quote. They'll be like, "Okay, that's going to cost this much before you even start. So there's no hidden fees or charges. And if you also need help in terms of like fixing certain files, they'll do that as well for a small fee. They're pretty cool people. In addition to that, they also have an Etsy shop. You can go and check them out. The Etsy shop is really cool. They've got a lot of gaming and anime themed stuff, earrings, postcards, really cool stuff, and they're adding more stuff every day. If you want more of a custom design or anything like that, you can always contact them and they could do that for you. I'm pretty sure they can do that. Obviously, all these things, they have a little fee associated with them, but I I really do like Xcut. The best thing about them is that they have really high quality printers and laser cutters. It's not going to be some janky gas laser cutter that has no ventilation. Everything is legit. Everything's proper. I'll I'll be honest with you. All of the prints that I've seen and all the cuts I've seen are perfect really good quality it also depends on your files as well we're not going to get into it that much but if you're a really big fan of making things or if you are a person that likes to do stuff for conventions and this is what the best thing about X-Cut is is that we've tested them out for our products and stuff that we are going to be selling soon on the podcast if you go to conventions and you like to sell keychains of your own artwork they can do that for you they can set that up for you once again for a small fee but even then with one pound a minute laser cutting and etching that's a another- no brainer. That's quite cheap in comparison to the other places that can do it for you, especially within the UK. And remember, if you support X Cut, not only are you supporting a local business, you're also supporting the podcast as well. So remember, that's X Cut Studio. If you go to getlifepodcast.com, for slash Xcut. Thanks Xcut for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. We are back with Mitch and I want to talk about a particular game. I'm just going to say something about it. I don't know if you know this or not, but on the podcast about two years ago, yeah. before they even actually, no, maybe it was three years ago, before they even announced Persona Scramble and Fairy Tale RPG, mm-hmm. Nathan asked us at the end of the episode and it is on, on recording. So you guys can go and check that out. Nathan asked us, oh, if you want to see any anime games from us, what games would you like to see? And I was like, you know what, I would like to see a Persona 5 RPG or Muso game from, based on the Persona series. And the first thing my sister said was fairy tale. I want to see a fairy tale RPG and the look on Nathan's face. he wasn't fazed by it he didn't obviously he couldn't tell us anything but he knows he knew what was going on complete poker face and i was like you know what this isn't gonna happen and then like maybe a couple of weeks later after we air the episode they just announced two things like it it was announced in famitsu about the persona 5 game and then fairy tale and i'm like oh okay i i think that koei's stealing our ideas more likely we just guessed (laughs) it i mean to be honest with you, we're not like gods or anything on that level. I like to think that I am sometimes. Because Nathan kind of builds me up to that. Every time we do an episode with him, he's always like, guys, if you want a suggestion, tell Bish he knows Koei. And I'm like, no, I don't know. I don't know, Koei. Don't don't make people get angry at me. And that's the kind of conversation that I want to have now. Yep. What kind of anime do you think deserves a game adaptation? And what kind of games would you see them working at?
1: So I know that I think it's Bandai. Mm. They're doing that Captain Sabasa game, the football Okay. I think that's really cool. But I'd love to see I'd love to see a basketball game in that way, like with Croco's basketball. Okay. Like um they're usually all simulators well. I know you get NBA Playgrounds, I think it is, which is more arcadey, but mm. even then it's still quite I've lost something that's a bit more arcadey, you know, special moves and all that. Mm. So I think Kuroko's would be a great fit and there's so much to draw from that. It's just like a hundred episodes or something <laughs> it's quite long
0: what developer would you want to see take on that
1: i'm not sure who the developer is for captain sabasa but that looks really good i'm not sure if bandai are doing that internally but i think they would be really good but outside of that it's obviously persona 5 is happening yeah for the longest time way before i joined sega i really wanted a persona 3 and 4 Musou that would kind of tie in with like the arena games yes Oh my god! I really wanted three and four. You know what,
0: Chloe? If you're listening, speak to Atlas. Make that happen because I. I always thought fun. about it because I've actually I've played a bit of Scramble, the Japanese version of it, and it's so intuitive. Like the fact that you can switch personas, have that hack and slash element, it seems so cool. But the way that I see it, if it was ever a musou game, would be like more Warriors Orochi style, in which you instead of switching uh, characters, because in Warriors Orochi you have three characters. And so in, instead of switching characters, you switch out yeah. personas, you know, using the triggers. Okay. So that would be yeah. cool. Like you select maybe three personas before battle, and then you know, you can switch between a bunch of different personas but then it comes to the point where you might have to make certain changes to fit with the overall storyline like for example within the arena games they gave Rosette or Riese they made yeah, her, her persona yeah her persona can fight now it's like okay it felt a bit tacked on like I don't
1: want something like that because if you were to do that she was my main
0: <laughs> no she was shit i soon sorry she got know
1: it what? no she was she she had that little rhythm game special move and I loved it
0: you're just saying that because you're you're a fanboy for Risa.
1: I am. It's her birthday as as of recording. Is it today? Oh my I god! I hate
0: today. my life. I genuinely you, hate you, my you, life. I, I know
1: you called me in just for this. I reckon it's all it's all a master plan. You,
0: you know what? I hate this. I I genuinely hate this. I did a recording with <laughs> Sapphire. She does like covers for like the Persona songs. Oh, you know who I'm talking yes,
1: about? Yes, no, no, yeah. The the she has that one album, the Velvet Lounge. That's exactly um, I've, it. Yeah. So I've we got a Spotify playlist for her. She's great.
0: We did an episode with her and she doesn't like Fuka from Persona 3 and it's, what? it's like oh my god I get it and I'm trying to build up this uprising the Fuka <laughs> uprising because Fuka is just the best character Fuka. yeah so Fuka's great when you're saying to me about Rise I kind of get where she's coming from like there's a character that I hate and Rise is it like I actually hate Rise from the bottom <sighs> of my heart I don't think she's I could hate any character, but Risei, I hate her. There's something about oh. her. She's just so senpai.
1: Like, oh, senpai, senpai. No. <laughs>
0: no, Risei.
1: She's my favorite Persona character. She is out of 3, 4, and 5. She's, she's my go-to. What did you think about
0: the, the Risei cameo in Persona 5?
1: It was just, uh, it was the poster. It was right? the poster, the- yeah. Album poster. <coughs> I like that. That was pretty good. I know they had one for, Ka- yeah, had one know, for Kanami. Kanami well, yeah, they had one for Kanami. They had one for. I thought it was nice because um, obviously we're dancing all night and stuff. She was getting back into that career, so it's nice to see that you know it's it's working. It must be doing good. Yeah. Oh. I wish you could like interact with it and be like, oh, she's got a new song out or something like that. Like I wish you could like interact with a the poster. There's
0: a way you can actually get the poster in your room if you go to uh, yes one of the <laughs> one of the markets or something and you spend time with someone. I think I was kind of disappointed that there wasn't a actual like cameo because in Persona 3 portable, We've seen a uh, Yukiko Amagi yeah. physical cameo in the game. Yeah. I just wanted to see that maybe like, um, so, like you, Narukami or, you know, someone like just visiting Tokyo, you know, that would have been cool.
1: I think like a little Juness trip would have worked. Oh my God. You could have yes. seen like Teddy and Yosuke and it'd be quite like normal, right? Like if, if that was just like a thing that you could do with your friends or like a part-time job maybe or something, I think that would have been quite subtle.
0: I don't understand how come they didn't just take advantage of that. Cause Juness is like a massive, like uh it's not a combini, but it's like a massive, it's a big chain, a big chain like within the Persona universe. Yeah. You would imagine that they would have at least a smaller Juness where you know your main character can work at that would be cool. But that would be cool. there is a reference to Juness, though. Like the Juness music plays during the arcade when you're doing the claw, okay? Yeah, so you, you kind of get little nods here and there, but. I don't know, man. At the same time... If you time... check the
1: TV in the cafe, there's quite a few... I know Naoto gets um, referred to, I think Yukiko does as well. Oh, yeah. And I think Chie might. Yeah, there's a few things if you check it on different days, they uh, have like interviews with people and some of them are doing quite well.
0: Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Okay, because I kind of ignore the television. Because the first thing I do in Persona at nighttime is that I get a massage from Kawakami if I'm in the dungeons. And of then course. <laughs> I just go out, do what I want, play yeah. billiards or darts. Darts is quite fun in Persona 5 Royal. I don't know. It's just... Sega,
1: Sega just has darts down, don't they? They have, like, the capital on darts minigames. You
0: know what? I, I was... At first, I was like, oh my god, why are they including darts in Persona? But it, it works <laughs> really well. There's something about it. There's so many great things about that game like I would like to see another spin-off but you mentioned Arena would you want to see another arena including Persona 5 character?
1: I personally would like I'm a big Persona fan I'm a big fighting game fan like Persona Arena was a dream come true we had to wait like a whole year to get it (laughs) I think that was via P-Cube did the original one? Ultimax didn't have that uh, that quite as large of a delay but it was just such a dream come true I spent so much time with it Arc System Works working on it all that pixel art it was just so good and it's like it's just one of those things that like as a personal so, in a fan, I'd love to see like another one.
0: Part of me thinks that it, will it get like a bit boring? Because you you're gonna, at that point you're gonna have a lot of um a lot of characters. You know you're gonna have your main your main MC. You're gonna have um Ryuji. All of, all of these characters. Like, ah, do we need this many characters? <laughs> then you're gonna go into territories like Last Blue Cross Tag Battle, where there's just like a million yeah. different characters. And I don't want that. I
1: worked on that as well.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> see now, okay. Um, so you're just the guy that yeah. works on all the anime games. Is that is that what it is?
1: Because <laughs> uh, it was the time of PQ and Sega, and obviously I was still at PQ doing some bits for when CrossTag came out. That was like my first Persona game, air quotes, that you kind of
0: worked on. It's a great game. I actually love it. The one thing that I don't like about the game though is the fact that there is English voices, and you're like, what? What are you talking about? The English voices are great. Like they have the the original voice cast for the Persona games, but at the same time, it's like English voices. The one that annoys me the most, Yumi, the fact that they've given her an English voice, and
1: I'm like. No. They did the same with Undernight and Birth because that was its first dub was Cross Tag Battle. So uh, the actual Undernight and Birth isn't dubbed if I if I'm recalling right.
0: I think you're correct on that. I, I just felt that uh no don't do that because like even in games like Dead or Alive 5 you know when they brought in those Sega characters in from uh, Virtual Fighter they still had no matter what language you changed it to like for example Akira he was always in yeah. Japanese he didn't even have an English voice.
1: Second does the same thing as well don't they?
0: That's stuff like I would have liked to see because I like playing the English voices but I just don't like the, the English voice for Yumi like I find it a bit tacked on I, I keep on saying that a lot but I just want to know in all of the Persona 4 Arena games who would you say is your main other than Riese because I know you're going to say Riese but
1: other than Riese it was definitely Chie
0: oh yeah my man Chie
1: <laughs> I love Chie. <laughs> Chie was so good so um, in cross tag it was Chie and Yang from Ruby oh okay good combination Yeah, you know, both, they both complement each other really well but Chie was my so she... I always like playing the like you know up close fast characters and she a fit that to a T. plus also her flying kick was the best anti-air in that game i swear i think it was devastating
0: see that's the thing like i don't i'm not (laughs) really into fighting games in general but i just like the fact that that a lot of anime games are getting you know fighting games because it just makes sense like stuff like dragon ball i do want to see a a return to form in terms of dragon ball games because i kind of grew up with a certain type of dragon ball z game if you know what I'm talking Budakai. about. Budokai. yeah. You know, the 3D style <laughs> games. I want to see a return Budakai to that. Budokai
1: Tenkaichi... But that's it, man. I thought that was kind of Xenoverse, isn't it? A little bit. Yeah, I know. But Xenoverse is
0: not the same. <laughs> the 2D game. I'm not sure. Was that also done by Arc System Works or not? It...
1: Uh, Fighters was. Yeah, that was Arc System Works. See, that
0: game was good. I enjoyed that game.
1: I love that game, man. I'll still play it now. It's such a good game. There's a lot
0: of games that Arc System Works are doing that are just fantastic. Like, I personally like it. was. It's also another PQ game, but it's Killer Kill.
1: Killer Kill, Kill, yeah. I waited a long time to get that game, I have to say. Because <laughs> I love the anime.
0: I was thinking, okay the anime came out like what maybe more than five years ago and we're getting yeah it was
1: like a good five plus years ago when a game got announced
0: yeah and I don't understand like okay I get why it took so long it's a different style of fighter so it's it's more akin to Naruto
1: yeah like a oh I'm a ninja storm that 3D arena sort of always locked on sort of thing
0: the weird thing about it though is it it plays very much like a musou because I'm playing it and I'm like whoa this game does. the attacks are quite fast and they're quite fun to use and there isn't really a combo system there is, but I mean, you can also auto-combo as well. It's very accessible. It's a very accessible game, and I, I just enjoyed it. I thought, wow, this game is pretty cool. I do feel that it would have been better as a hack-and-slash game, or an action RPG, just because you have enough characters to do that.
1: Oh, I always thought it would be a Musou. Yeah, yeah it would if have... we had a kill-to-kill kill game.
0: I think that would have been a, a great option. It
1: has a weird Musou mode in it, doesn't it? Where you fight the um, fibres, like, you fight like a hundred pieces of clothing in a row. <laughs> I cannot remember a better name. The life fibres. Life fibres, yeah. You you fight like just a bunch of those like it's like endlessly or there's waves or something like that so they they kind of touch on it but because it wasn't built for that it doesn't feel as tight as the actual game
0: yeah it doesn't feel as fleshed out for the most part like i do agree with you on that like if koei was like hey let's let's take this ip on or even if another developer tried doing that if capcom for example because uh, you know i talk about koei a lot but capcom do also make great musou style games with a uh, single kubasara you know those kind of games work really well that game is fantastic by the way it's just it's got its fan base yeah. I don't want to say this, but I kind of prefer it to Samurai Warriors sometime, you know?
1: Oh, Nathan, don't hear.
0: It's my guilty pleasure. <laughs> but you know what? Capcom, they, they don't want to continue that game series. So it's like jokes on them. At least they, I think they're continuing it in <laughs> Japan, but they're not localizing it for some odd reason. I was going to
1: say, yeah, nothing. think that's, that's my belief as well.
0: There's so many other games. I'm, I'm just thinking about it because we mentioned sort of arena style fighters, you know, games like uh, Ninja Storm. A lot of people like that style of game, but one company that I feel that they need to rem- take away the rights for I think Bandai shouldn't have the rights for MHA 100% because they don't know how to make <laughs> a good MHA game one Hero's Justice was yeah. I, I was so hyped. I bought it in a bargain bin. That's how shit the game was. It was just, <laughs> I paid five pounds for it new from Argos because it was just that bad. And I wanted to get into it and I couldn't because the game is so clunky. I can't even use a fight stick with it. Obviously I, I understand it's a three game. It's not really meant for a fight stick, but even then the game just felt bad. It just felt, it felt like a cheap, poorly made game just to, you know, capitalize on the success of my hero.
1: So I, I get where you're coming from, like it's It's clearly a game developed on a budget. Right? Right? There's still a bug in My Hero One's Justice 2 where the now loading screen in English is in German. Oh, okay. I don't think they're ever gonna patch it, but it, it says whatever it means in German. But um I will say it's one of those things I play it. I can acknowledge that <coughs> it's like a faulty game. There's like a lot of glaring animation things. You notice it a lot on Bakugo. If you change into one of Bakugo's outfits that hasn't got his gauntlets, he'll still do his attackers if he's pulling the gauntlet, so his hand is just pulling thin air. But I will say it's one of those things I think number two improves on it. It's definitely it's a faster game. It's not as floaty, which was a big problem with the first one. They added some new mechanics, I can't remember exactly what they are. I think it was something to do with the stepping or specific sort of dodge, but I will say I platinumed My Hero One's Justice 2. (laughs) Okay, and it took me about 60 to 80 hours. I really enjoy them, but I do wish that Bandai would do like it's an IP that I'm happy for them to do arena fighting games. Like, I would buy My Hero One's Justice 3. I do wish that the story mode had more going for it. Mm. Um, I appreciate that I had animated cutscenes in this one for nothing too big, but they look nice. The budget was definitely more there for this one. My dream for One Hero, uh, a My Hero Academia game, is to have like a unique story and a custom-made character sort of thing, right? Sort of thing like that is, is what I'd love, personally. I'm happy a Bandai's Arena Fires. I don't know if that just may, means I'm uh, easily impressed. Look,
0: uh, I'll be honest with you. They they know how to make some good games. We can see it with the other IP that they have, you know, with the Dragon Ball series, with Naruto and stuff, even with One Piece, although it's developed by Koei. But I just feel that with MHA, it's such a big series.
1: I definitely think they played it safe, is, is what I think. And I'm hoping that they did a one-just too i'm hoping that means if they do well enough they will do something else with it
0: well to be honest with you they'll be stupid not to because mha is like one of the biggest manga series other than one piece right
1: 100 it's so western like big and west as well has that big western appeal that's
0: it so i feel that even if they don't do anything with it they'll keep with that for, like, years and years. It's kind of like what Fox did with the Fantastic Four. Like, it's such a big IP that they just kept it. As soon as the rights were about to end, they made another film to renew the rights. We don't talk about that film. Regardless, I think that there's nothing wrong with collaborations, and we've seen Bandai do collaborations with Pirate Warriors. That game is fucking fantastic.
1: So great. I still need to pick up the fourth one, but the other three I've enjoyed so much.
0: It's a good game. Like, there's something about it. It's like, that's Koei putting in their best on a game that even is not even theirs. Like, I've noticed that. A lot of the games, Bandai needs to go in and say, hey, look, Koei, let's do a game together for MHA. I just feel that that would be the best thing, personally. I'd
1: love to see something like that.
0: That's just my opinion. I think that there's a lot of other anime that should get anime adaptations. Something like Demon Slayer should get like a game for it.
1: It is getting a game, isn't it? it? They haven't announced exactly what it is yet, but they're doing both a console game and a mobile game. Now, a
0: mobile game is not really too exciting for me, but I've never heard of this game. Who's making that game?
1: I'm not too sure. I'm not sure if they've actually announced who it is. They've just announced that the game exists. That, that, that they are making, I think they're showing off like one or two screenshots, and I, I think it's gonna be a Muso or an arena final, uh, an arena fighter. I reckon it's gonna be one of the two.
0: <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I wouldn't mind with either one. For me, it makes sense with a Muso game just because you can kill a lot of demons. That makes sense, especially in the forest. That scene in the forest, like hell yeah, I would love to see that. Demon Slayer. <laughs> I would love to see uh, that time I got reincarnated as a slime. Maybe an RPG that would yeah, work.
1: Same with Rising of Shield Hero. That would. Be a good ARPG.
0: I think also Overlord. Yes, Overlord would that's be a great one. Seasons, that's got three
1: seasons. That was popular.
0: Yeah, man. I think it's getting a fourth season. I, I think a lot of people don't really talk about Overlord as much just because it is a more gory anime. It's kind of. It's quite
1: dark. Yeah.
0: There's other games that I forgot to mention. Bandai might listen to this. You know what, Bandai, I love you, but please make a better Sword Art game. That's that's all I'm gonna say. I like the Lost Song. That was great. I definitely
1: think they improved as they went along. Uh, I remember the first one was such a misstep, and add that it was that localization. That localization for the original one on PS Beta was
0: because the funny thing about that game was that game was actually developed for the PSP so it came out upon the release of the original series so season one of Sora, and it was on the PSP and then it got a, a re-release on the Vita along with localization but the team that localized that was I think their Taiwanese office. And I noticed that also with Lost Song. And I've noticed that with a lot of other ones. I haven't played the more recent one, but I just kind of fell out of love with it. Because to be honest with you, it is a great, it's a great game series. I actually thoroughly enjoyed the first one. But it just feels as if it's more of the same. Does that make sense?
1: I know what you mean. I did, I did enjoy Lost Song. I did enjoy Hollow Realization quite a bit. I think the fourth, uh, the new one comes out this summer. Is it June, July? I think
0: so. Yeah. I mean, it would be interesting to see. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. It just feels like Sora is, is kind. Kinda of overdone. Even the anime, I I feel like I'm falling out of love with Sora a bit.
1: I uh, yeah, I I never started season three. I'm not. I uh, did lose me. Yeah
0: but there's some other anime written by the same people excel world like i would like to I see i love excel
1: world see there's something
0: about <laughs> it because like, that that game is basically a fight when you think about it if you got arc system works to do that i i like it i really like excel world i, I don't understand why excel world didn't get a season two nor do I. the funny thing is like looking at when they released it because it's it's they're both manga you know or actually they're both light novels that were written by the same person done by different studios and they were released during the same point for the simulcast so they were competing against each other so
1: weird and
0: yeah. the funny thing is, right within Excel World, there's a lot of references to Sword Art. They're in the same universe.
1: Don't they? or something. That's one, it. One of them is in front of the other, yeah. So
0: I I believe Excel World is is set way into the future from Sword Art because they they reference the Nerve Gear headsets and stuff. So they're in the same universe, but that show didn't do well because it was competing against Sword Art.
1: Yeah, and obviously, well, people are gonna be more appeal. Uh, Kirito is gonna appeal more than um I can't remember the Excel World protagonist so Haru yeah Haru I think obviously because Haru is like this it, I remember people always just say he looked like an anime Cartman don't they because he was like really small and, and rotund yeah and it was like a third of the height of the main girl
0: you know what <laughs> I liked Haru I like, we did an episode for it on Kunai and I think that show y- you rarely see characters designed that way and it's it's nice yeah. to see but in general I think that would have been a great game if they ever made such a game like that it, you know because the show is basically a big fighting game in itself so that would have worked well if someone like Arc System worked worked on that or even you know what I think Bandai could pull that up
1: Axo World versus SRO Did didn't they but it was a yeah but it was another it played like Sword Art Online oh, so okay. it was an action RPG but the the worlds collided
0: Okay, okay, that wasn't that good. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I didn't play the <laughs> but, game, but I, I was expecting something like Ninja Storm, but,
1: you know. Yeah, no, I mean, I Ninja Storm is so good, but it did take a very long time for Ninja Storm to get as good as it was. There was a lot of Naruto missteps, so I, I think they'll find their feet.
0: I, yeah, hopefully, but it, I just find that sometimes when, when Bandai does those games, there's not a lot of thought into it, and it tends to be like a cookie-cutter type thing, unless they're doing collaboration, because obviously, you know, with um, the Dragon Ball Z you know um, fighters right that was yeah. arc system work so you can tell that there was they were taking that ip and they were making kind of like sub licensing it to them so that they can yeah. make a game and that was it was a fantastic game and then obviously we see games so like is, yeah. one piece pirate warriors once again great game another game that i want to see return which is also a bandai kind of operated game gundam what a dynasty warriors gundam or gundam musou in japan that game Fantastic. A lot of people don't like it. Uh, at least the, the last entry, um Dynasty Warriors Gundam Reborn. That was like my favourite one.
1: I say I don't follow enough Gundam to, to really know, I have to say. I mean
0: <laughs> to be honest with you, it's such a simple game. It's basically Dynasty Warriors or Samurai Warriors, but with
1: mechs. With mechs. Which is always a win.
0: And the funny thing is, right, there is also an anime. It's like a short anime series that aired, I think, last year, which is basically a retelling of the Three Kingdoms story from Dynasty Warriors or the romance of the Three Kingdoms, but the characters are Gundams. The, you know the mini Gundam figurines?
1: That sounds amazing.
0: It's great. The Gundam that's Guan Yu has a beard. It doesn't make sense. Like, why would a Gundam have a beard? But this Gundam has a beard. I find
1: out what a show is. It's, it's, it's on
0: Crunchyroll, so you can check it out. It's, why did
1: I not know about this? I will sen- I'll send you a link
0: to that show. It's just fantastic. <laughs> it's quite funny when you think about it. It doesn't even really follow the story. It just uses the same characters. But that as a game, That if, if someone was like, hey, make a game. <laughs> Koei, do that. I think that would be great. Because even now, Koei's doing a lot of anime collaborations as well, with games like Romance of the Three Kingdoms. I can't remember what, what it was collaborated with, but there was animation that w- was like a space opera type show that had a collaboration with Romance of the Three Kingdoms, which doesn't make any sense, because, you know, that's way into the future, and this. but they made an anime collab, so I think there's also that option. What do you think about anime collaborations, like games that shouldn't have anime in it?
1: I mean, I'm all for it. Like, I can... I'm trying to think of like I played Assassin's Creed Origins recently, and it has a really weird Final Fantasy 15 thing in it, which I know is an anime, but it felt really out of place. What you got for it was really good. Does it have
0: felt... a Final Fantasy 15 thing? I didn't know that. Yeah,
1: like Arden literally shows up, and so does Bahamut <laughs> for like a few, for, for like a minute in his side mission, and then you get your, you get a chocobo camel. <laughs> what the hell? And you get a sword and a shield, and it's really weird because they handled the Assassin's Creed in Final Fantasy quite well, because it's like it's just a game series in that world and it was a big event they handled that really well so i think i'm all for it if it's handled quite well like i just i just thought it was obviously all the side missions tie into the main story in origins quite well so i was just thinking oh i'll go do this i played that was very confused (laughs)
0: like when i was thinking about collaborations i wasn't even thinking about that i was thinking more dead or alive five attack on titan stage that was cool. That was a good implementation. That
1: was cool. You can't get it now, can you? I don't think. Um, it was a lim- get, limited s-
0: time, but I think that's because it was a uh, licensing issues.
1: Yeah, because that's a cool map, man. I, I it's The one with the Titans like holding onto the side of the stage, right? The um, Colossal Titan. Come
0: to think of it, I had issues when it was first released because it was the same as another stage in DOA5. You know, the Buddha stage, the one where you can basically l- launch and then Buddha does the same animation pretty much as the Titan. It was a reskin uh. of that stage, but even then, the fact that you had the costumes, like, there, there was a lot of collaborations in Dead or Alive 5. You had the Senran collaborations, yeah. you had all, all that kind of stuff. And I think we need to see more stuff like that. Even in, like, Senran Kagura, they, they do, like, a, what was it? In Peach Beat Splash, they did the Mary Rose collab and the Honoka collab.
1: Neptunia. Yeah, I mean, there's well. there's so many great yeah. things.
0: And I think that needs to continue within that.
1: I'd like to see more like that. Yeah, especially for fighting games and games of customization options and stuff. Yeah, because you can have Such a lot
0: more fun with it, to be honest with you, especially when you can create your own character. Because I noticed that even within uh, My Hero, the My Hero games, is that they had that customization in the game. Like, you can actually customize, you know, Deku or whatever, but it kind of felt as if they were going to implement a customization or create a character. It looked like that, but maybe it was scrapped. So, I'm um, fingers crossed, it might be in the third game.
1: I hope so. Like I said, I definitely think 1-2 was a, it was definitely the right step forward. So I'm hoping if they just keep giving a bit more budget. Like I said, I think they're just playing it safe at the moment, seeing what sort of money it makes. But I think if it keeps doing what it's doing, I think eventually it will get to that sort of ninja storm point. I'm hoping.
0: But I, I hope a lot quicker, you know? Because <laughs> I don't want to wait a next console generation for a mean. proper yeah. MHA game. Because for me, it will kind of get to the point where MHA is just going to die down. And then it's like, oh, then what's the point of me buying this game? That's how I feel. It's
1: still going strong at the moment, but I, I know what you mean. But season five's on its way.
0: Oh, that's another. By the way, that's another game that Koei should just make card capture sakura that'd be great that'd be great
1: yeah the reason why i'm saying (laughs) that
0: is because you could basically make it like a knights of azor i'm not sure if you've played that game i've played both yeah Yeah, because they obviously they have that card system it could work well with um no it would be with a card capture i'd like that that being said thank you for coming on mitch i really do appreciate it i really like having you on it was nice it's been really fun we'll have to do it again sometime we'll do it again don't worry don't worry worry. we'll do it again again. ironically we didn't even talk about fairy tale and we're doing even talk about Brizona, which I really wanted to talk about, but oh, yeah. at the same time, I'm gonna leave that for our Nathan episode because Nathan Ooh. is gonna come on. I don't think we're gonna get any new exclusive information. Uh, bear in mind, for those that didn't know this, when we did our previous episode based on Fairytale, the game is being pushed back um, once again. I only presume because of uh, COVID-19, so the game is being pushed back to July. So maybe, fingers crossed, we might get some exclusive info from Nathan. I'm hoping. Even if we don't, it'll still be nice to have him on. And yeah, that's the end of the episode. Mitch, where can people find you?
1: Uh, You can find me, I use Twitter a lot, Um, at Mitch J. Linum. I also have a page on Medium, which is medium.com uh, forward slash Mitch. J Linem as well. Um, I'm currently doing an indie V series on there, so obviously, you know, not 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 to uh, step into your territory, <laughs> but it's not a podcast. It's just a written thing where I interview like independent creators, like streamers, um, artists, composers, co- cosplayers. Of course, yeah, had a pixie Late recently.
0: That was a great interview, by the way.
1: Thank you. I'll, I <laughs> I worked that Sega because we did some work with her. I always used to refer to her as a pixie latte <laughs> until someone went. You know, it's just pixie latte. You and I was just like ruined me. It's actually, it's, it's something you know, when you think back on your past and you're laying in bed trying to go to bed and you think of something that just embarrasses you. I completely get it, it happens to everyone.
0: <laughs> it, it's what it means to be human, I guess.
1: At least it's not the worst thing in the world, no one got hurt from it, just me.
0: <laughs> in addition to that, once again, you said you still write for a bunch of different publications, so I, I presume I do a bit. Yeah, you kind of tweet about that and you're like, hey guys, go and check this
1: out and stuff. Yeah, if I ever have anything out, it, it, it goes on the Twitter. Yeah,
0: big thanks to. Our sponsors, uh, JList, Japan Crate, Crunchyroll, and X Cut Studio. In addition to that, links will be in the description. Also, be sure to check out the podcast. We have an anime podcast called Get Life Podcast Kunai, where we review uh, anime, so we watch anime every month, and we like to have suggestions from you guys. So, if you're going to suggest any anime for us to watch on Kunai, make sure it's less than 30 episodes. And yeah, other than that, you can go check us out there getalifepodcast.com forward slash kunai if you want to check us out on twitter we are at getalifepodcast and I think that is it I don't know which episode this might be this might be episode 100 it might be episode 101 (laughs) might be episode 99 but we are going to be planning something amazing for episode 100 so go check us out on twitter there additionally our discord go to getlifepodcast.com forward slash discord it will invite you to our discord group we are kind of not really active there at the moment but we really want to start uh stuff like watch-alongs uh game nights and more community-based things so go check us out there
1: bye-bye
0: bye